you can know things, but if there's no will and desire uh, to change, it's not going to transform you. Sure. It just stays in your head, and very often people can regurgitate facts. But what makes it really interesting is when they tell you how those facts relate to life, and then even better, when, when you apply wisdom, you know when to use it. Hey, welcome to the Influencing Society podcast, a podcast that's going to develop your leadership, it's going to sharpen your faith and help you influence your world for good and for God. My name is Chris Ensby and I am the host of this podcast and I have the privilege of sitting here today with Dr. Jeannie Trudell. Jeannie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Jeannie, you are the president of the City Point Heritage College, president of a university. And uh, I, I didn't know you before you were president, so uh, I'd love for you to tell us a bit about your, your journey to being that, a bit about yourself and uh, how you got to be the president of a tertiary education. Thank you, Chris. I didn't know myself before I was president either, <laughs> uh, but it's been an exciting adventure of the Holy Spirit. I'm very fond of telling people that nothing is wasted in their lives because God will use whatever that you um, give him and then he'll build on it in order to to get you to where he wants you to go. So um, in, in, in my previous uh, jobs and different things that I've done, it's, it's like God has just built on that. I started in uh, um, many years ago as a solicitor in Melbourne. Right. I did a law degree and I didn't want to be a lawyer. It was a fallback because I wanted to be a doctor, a medical doctor. Now, years later, I I did become a doctor, not the... So you're a lawyer and a doctor (laughs) and the president of a university. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Not quite. You're one of those overachievers? Yeah, very funny. (laughs) No, um, I I got my doctorate, but not in medicine. Um, So I started off in Melbourne and then um, back way back when, after we had our first kid, we were called to the U.S., And we thought that the Lord had said that we were going to be uh, overseas for two to five years. This is a case of where sometimes you can mishear God, take away the hyphen, and it was 25 years before we were called (laughs) back to to Australia. Uh, There's a sense of calling. We we, we came back because there was a sense that um, God has something for us here, an assignment. And... um, it was a. It, it has been a, a great journey of faith because uh, I was happy in the in 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 the states and uh, did not envision coming back to to Australia. But when when God called, uh, both my husband Grant and I just had the sense that this was the time and uh, this is the assignment. Uh, so we sold everything. We sold our house, the, the the contents of the house, everything. Left our kids and grandkids and 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 came back to Australia a few years ago. So yeah, well. um, when this opportunity came up. Uh, for for to become the president of CHC, there was this really strong sense that this was the main assignment for being back in Australia. And it has been such a blessing. Um, not easy because when God calls you, he wants to stretch you. If he calls mm. you and you're not stretched, I'm not sure if that's all <laughs> there is to it. I've had right? the same thought. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And I'll, I'll circle back in a bit around to... Uh, how you knew it was the call of God and that impression in your world. And so uh, you've been president at CHC for... Is it this is my third, third year. Third year, mm-hmm. great. Uh, you're still loving it. You're still here, which is great. What, what, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned? You, you weren't president of a uni before this, I'm assuming? Uh, no, I had done 
I have been in uh, Christian higher education for quite a number of years, and I did a, a couple of long stints at um, Indiana Wesleyan University in Indiana and Southern Wesleyan University in South Carolina. When God called me to higher um, education, I just knew that this was my space, yeah. that this is where I can make a difference because I've got a passion to see people walk into the potential that God's got for them. And Christian higher education offers that. So yes, I still am enjoying it. And one of the greatest joys I have in my job is seeing lives transformed. So for instance, um, just probably about three weeks ago, uh, one of our Masters in, in teaching students um, accepted Christ. He became a Christian. Wow. And uh, over th- even in the short time I've been at SCHC, I've seen students come to life. There was one, one um, uh, um, student who came and, and he looked a little lost. He was trying to figure out what he wanted to do in life. Within the space of that, that time with us, I saw him grow. He, he became one of the stu- student leaders and he was so engaged. And to me, that is the essence of what we do, seeing lives transform and people right. walking into what God's got for them. Okay, well, that's a very different definition of education then. And so this this concept of education is quite fascinating to me, the way people learn, because people, you can learn very differently, like life experience teaches you, people teach you, information teaches you, but I guess not all learning transforms you. That sounds like something that's quite different. So I guess if we go back to the very start, how, how do people learn? You You've learned academically a lot, right? You've got your doctorate, uh, law, you've been involved in tertiary education, secondary education for a long time. And so you've obviously got that academic learning. Is is that the predominant way people learn? Is it an integral part? What is that road to transformation? That's such a good question, uh, Chris. If you have a few hours, we can go <laughs> through it. But given that we only have a few minutes together, I would say that 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 the process of learning is quite, quite complex. And um, it draws from fields of of uh, behavior, behavioral science, uh, cognitive neurocogn- uh, neurocognition, and so on and so forth. But I would say that the three primary ways uh, that that people learn to, you know, on an everyday basis is um, uh, in terms of, of of brain knowledge that you acquire knowledge, um, and and you can learn those by by reading about about facts, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> And uh, then there's also experience. Experience teaches you. You don't have to tell a, 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 a kid. Let's. You, you've got your your uh, daughter Aurora. Uh, as she grows into a toddler, if she touches something hot, really hot, she would withdraw her hand. By experience, she'll know it's hot. Sure. And she won't try and do that again. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So experiential learning, book learning. Then there's also learn and you apply. I love how the, 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 the Bible puts learning. You know, the Bible talks about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Very mm. often we think about, um, uh, oh, wow, you know, the Bible is all about experiencing God. And th- that's good. But you can't experience God if you don't know God. Yeah, wow. And how do you know Him? You have to study His Word. So um, it's, it's not, you know, learning is a process of engaging the, the, the heart, the mind and the spirit. It's not just about book knowledge, like you said. Sure. I, I, I've been through um, education in, in, in a number of secular universities. Uh, even today, when I look at, at public universities, they're very good at transmitting knowledge. They, you, you go to university and you come out expecting a job. Yeah. Great, it prepares you for a job, but it doesn't prepare you for vocation mm. because when the spirit connects with with the mind and the heart and all that comes to under under God 
boy, that's a lot of power. <laughs> then you're not just going for a job. You're not just going to get a, a, to, to earn money. You really want to live out purpose and calling. Very good. Yeah, I love it. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Yes. Applies to those three same streams right. of behavioral sciences. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Let's say you have knowledge, right? And, and, and I see that there are some people who love learning. You acquire knowledge. But understanding is actually taking that knowledge and putting a new frame around it and saying, okay, this, this is how um, it, it, it can work. But wisdom is no knowing when and how to apply it. So, so, so people who have knowledge, they, we, know, we know those people, they know what they should do. They know the correct path, yet they don't walk it. They have knowledge, but they don't have what wisdom and understanding. Um, you can know things, but if there's no will and desire uh, to change, it's not going to transform you. Sure. It just stays in your head. And very often people can regurgitate facts, uh, mm, things that they yeah. pick up. But what makes it really interesting is when they tell you how those facts relate to life. Yes. And um, and then even better, when, when you apply wisdom, you know when to use it in, in mm, real life. Very good. I love that. And because one of my pet hates is that I hate people pitting knowledge and experiential learning against each other, which in the Christian world, we, we see a lot. Um, people see the disciples and they didn't, some of them didn't have any formal education. And so they just learn by doing. And so some people think as long as I can just experience God, I don't need the, the education behind it. But you also said to experience God and know, you need to know God. And so is there a relationship between experience and knowledge that doesn't pit them against each other, but rather sees them walk hand in hand? That's another good question. I really think that you can't exclude one from the other. Think about the disciples of Christ. They spend a lot of time with him. And what did Jesus do? He quoted and cited scriptures all the time. And within the Jewish society, um, many know, knew about the word of God because they are, they go to the synagogues and they are taught sure. um, all the time. And then when you look at someone like Paul, for instance, he's so learned. My issue is this. Um, if people are all about experience where is your compass? Where is your true north? Because you can feel right. anything and go, wow, that was God. But that could be rubbish. That could be your own um, take on, on, on whatever it is, right? Um, whereas if you really, if you have knowledge and you know mm. what the, the word of God says, um, or your discipline, whatever that you're studying, um, then you can refute that which is not true. Sure. So in Paul's case then, if he because he had the knowledge pre but his compass wasn't true north without the experience. So I guess it's both. That That's provide. exactly right. You mm. see that transformation in him because he knew the Bible inside and out or the the, the Jewish Bible inside and out. And he could uh, apply chapter and verse to all situations. And, and he used that to persecute Christians. Yeah. But the moment he, 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 he encountered Jesus, um, his faith took a new level, right? Because all the stuff that he learned, mm. all of a sudden it pointed to Jesus. Yeah, the and, understanding and right, the wisdom came in. Right. Right. So would it be a fair statement then as a relationship between knowledge and experience to be like you experience God more when you know him deeper? Is that is that a proportional statement? Like the more you know God, the greater you could experience him? I think that um, uh, in many ways, we can't preclude that relationship. Relationship comes out of knowledge and experience, sure. isn't, isn't that right? So yeah. when you were dating Ruth and when I was dating Grant, I wanted to know him 
but there was an intimacy because I didn't really know him. But as we mm. proceed in our relationship, that intimacy came to play where knowledge and experience become congruent in our lives. It's the same thing with, with, with God. We can't claim to know God if mm. we don't know his word and we don't know his spirit. So they're not independent concepts. They're no. far more linked than we think. Exactly. I love that more idea around it. Yeah. Experience and I guess experience is learning. It's it's knowledge of a different type. Yeah, not only is experience learning, um, but we also learn in community. In other words, uh, our construction of knowledge and experience also depends on the community around us. So think about this: when mm. when uh, as parents we want our kids to have good influences. Why? Because they learn in the context of community. If they have friends who, who lead them to do bad things, you don't want that. You want that influence to be cut off. Mm. So likewise, um, our choice of community determines our uh, rate of gaining wisdom and knowledge. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, very good. I guess it provides, like community provides a bit of a, a compass in its own way as well because many people we're not reinventing the wheel and if you have an idea about your faith that's so far right or so far left of the mainstream then perhaps it's not right as well so I guess community in itself can help our, our compass as well. That's exactly right. And discipleship is very important. That's why mm. I think it's, it's not just in the context of, 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 of believers and, and church, but also uh, within a learning community like CHC, you know, the, the opportunities for uh, students to connect with each other, with faculty, etc. All those, um, that, that, that community enhances our learning and experience. Mm. Yeah, it's very good. Maybe it's not what you know, it's who you know as well. Um, and, and one reason I wanted to get you on the podcast as well is because you uh, display that relationship between academic knowledge and experience walking hand in hand, being one and the same often. And uh, in the past, our relationship has been more ministry-based where you've come into the church and you've demonstrated this ability to hear from God really well and really clearly. And uh, you've walked up to me in different aspects in non, I guess, spiritual atmospheres. There's no music playing. Uh, there's there's no kind of anything built up. You just walk up to me in the foyer, in my workplace, and say, "Hey, can I pray for you?" And you deliver this this word that you can't possibly have known about me or about my future yet. So it's 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 clearly from God. The fact that I know it's uh, and I know you don't love the word prophetic, but the fact that I know it's prophetic is because it comes true. And, and you kind of been googling my Facebook or, or whatever, getting information about me. It's something that comes from God. So. I'd love to talk a bit about about that. I know you call it um, uh, listening prayer, and and I think it's a, a great description of it because every time I've talked with you, you despiritualize or you make it seem so normal that we can hear from God, and so so God is someone who wants to be heard. I'm assuming. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I like to despiritualize the concept of of ministry and and uh, um, uh, touching other people's lives because God can't be put in a box. If I use the word prophetic, sometimes those who are not charismatic or Pentecostal may, may, may shy away from it. Sure. But when there's an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I don't care what you call it, yeah. you can't argue with that. Um, my journey in, in this regard started really early. I've always been fascinated with, with, with people in the Bible who, who hears from God. I mean, look at Samuel, look at, you know, there, there's so many, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, a number of, 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 of great examples. And I've always been curious about that. One of my passions is, is to see uh, people equipped to hear from God because I believe that, that all of us hear from God. 
um, if we don't, what's the point of being a believer, right? Because we, we, we know that the word of God speaks to us um, if we listen. Right. So for, 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 for me, it has become a natural part of who I am, not overnight, but but it's it's like what the Bible says, you know, you're given um, a, a, a talent. Um, what do you do with that? Yeah. So it, it, it's an adventure of faith. Um, it's like a discipline, right? It's like sure. reading the Bible. And when you read the Bible, you, you find out more about God. Um, for, for, for me in listening prayer, I do try and listen to, 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 to what God says um, for the other person. And sometimes it's easier to hear God for someone else than for yourself because <laughs> our own self gets in the way. The it's more true. you get in the way, the less clearly you can hear God. Okay. So um, here's what I would encourage people to do. First of all, get really immersed in the Word because if you don't know the, the Word of God, how do you know the heart of God for people? Right. And you know, then compare it to whether you know your words right or wrong. Okay. Yes. And then I think part of the, the discipline in, in, in hearing God is also uh, quieting our minds and hearts so that God can can speak to us. And it starts with, the uh, I think, on the personal level, it's it's in, in our study of the Word or even in, in, in reading. Okay, God, show me what it is about you that you want me to do um, uh, with it or what, what do you want to uh, reveal about yourself? And then when I pray for people, it's like, okay, God, can you show me what specifically, if anything, that I need mm. to pray for someone? And, and, and I do that. So it's it's a process of walking and, 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 and stepping out in faith in terms of listening to God for someone else. So, and so yeah, in that in that quiet place, you said like mm. it's about being quiet before God. Um, can can you tell me what that looks like? Is it is it for you being quiet before God? Does that mean no distractions whatsoever? Is it like oh I'm in my car driving somewhere, therefore I'm quiet? Uh, what what does being quiet before God look like? It can look like any of those. Right. I have been driving in a car and then start worshiping, and and people might think that it's crazy to drive and 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 worship and sing and all the rest of it. But in the midst of that, I've I've had um, a sense of of needing to pray for someone, and and I do. Uh, and then when, for instance, you referred to the yep. times that I've come up to you, I just have the sense that God says to pray for you. How do I know it's God? Um, there are times when when. In the earlier days, I wasn't sure, but as I stepped out in faith, who cares if I'm right or wrong? I just have to make sure that I uh, speak life and not condemnation. So eventually, it's like as I do more of it, the 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 caring about whether right it's right or wrong, or whether it's about me lessened, sure. and and I'm I'm able to venture out more in faith. So if I have the mm. sense that I'm supposed to pray for you, I'll come up to you and say, Hey, Chris, um, can I just pray for you? I, uh, I and I just do. And in that in that moment, I try and 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 not think of anything else, but but just try and 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 say, okay, God, what do you have for Chris right now? Um, very often, being quiet for many many of us is is difficult because we we. <laughs> We think about okay, what what do we fix for dinner? Have I finished this at work, etc. So so things like that come through. That's okay. Let let them come through. But during that time that I'm focused on praying for you or whoever else, I just usually try and get out of the way and ask God, what do you have for the other person? And if I'm not sure if there's anything, just a prayer of blessing. Sure. And you just don't know because God can use that. Very often, I I, I pray what I think would be very very like. Um, uh, not powerful words, just just normal words. And the person in front of me just go, wow, that really blessed me. And I go, okay, good. that's God, because I had no idea and it didn't feel like I was revealing anything special. Sure. So it's 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 that sense of taking courage and not not really 
worrying about what people will think of you. Yeah. And that's tough for a lot of people. Absolutely it is. Yeah. It's about courage to say, okay, I'm just going to pray. Um, if, if it's not of the Lord, please forgive me. If it is of the Lord, may it bless you. Yeah. Do you, do you pray for people who don't believe? Do you pray for non-Christians as well? Or is this a gift you use to edify the body of Christ? Uh, this is a powerful tool for evangelism. One of the stories I had, I was on a secular um, uh, 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 university campus and uh, 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 there were three of us. We were going around just praying for people at random. It didn't matter who they were, just caught them. So there was this mother with a teenage boy. And uh, so I stopped, um, stopped them and say, uh, hi, my name is Jeannie. That might freak people out. Not then, but uh, um, the next words. Um, I'm a Christian and I would just like to pray for you. Is that okay? Much to my surprise, um, the lady said, oh, yeah, um, sure. We're in a hurry. I said, that's, that's okay. Um, this will this 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 will take just a few minutes. So I started praying for her. It was hilarious because she looked up and said, "Are you psychic?" I said, "No, I just I just want to hear God for you, and I, I uh, Jesus loves you." Well, then she says, "Can you please pray for my son too?" <laughs> <laughs> the word must have been so accurate for right, her. Right. 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 So yeah, it's not limited, and I think that 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 if believers are are um. Uh, equipped to do that. It's a powerful fo- um, a tool for ministry. One of my friends who's a prayer partner that I've done this with for many, many years, he actually goes onto a, a, a lot of different campuses across um, the US and he just prays for people. And he says he loves praying for, for Muslims and for Buddhists and all that because it just blows their mind, <laughs> um, an encounter with, with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, wow. Uh, uh, I love that. I love you so bold to do that. There's this a verse in uh, where Paul's writing to Timothy and he says this comment, fan into flame the gift that you have. As in there's this element of a gifting that depends on us to fan it into flame, to make it big, to make it better, to get better at it. Is that something that you found with uh, the prophetic, with listening prayer? Did you used to be maybe not so good at it and now it's far more accurate? Is this something that you practice like a gift? That's exactly right, um, Chris. In the early days, I wasn't sure if I was listening to to God, and there was a lot more fear um, uh, with this. And to encourage those of you who think that you aren't, you can't hear from God. My husband Grant is a very left brain person. He's math and comp science, and he's facts and data driven, and all the rest of it. Not that I'm not, but not to that same degree. Um, as we journey into this 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 practice of listening prayer or prophetic prayer, as you put it, he got more and more bold, and and uh, he likes to partner with me because when 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 I, I I pray, he also gets something in his spirit, and then he'll take it into into something else. So I really think that there's there's something really cool about that ministry in two by two. So sure. if you're scared, you don't have to do it on your own. Get someone else to do it, but exercise faith in 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 in, in believing that God will will and can use you. Yeah, so for people who've never tried it before, if they're mm-hmm. listeners, they're like, all right, I want to try this. This is part of the Christian walk, but I've never done it. What, how do they start? Do they pick a random, pick a friend? How, how, how would you suggest they start this? Uh, that's a good good one. I think it's scary when you when you just want to try it on your own. I, 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 
I'd like to encourage them to 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 read some books about listening prayer, um, yep. so that they get a little bit more. Because in, in this short space of time, it's very difficult. Sure. Or um, Pastor Chris might want to run some <laughs> more of these these uh, listening prayer workshops. We would love to be be engaged. Um, one of the books, this friend that I told you about, uh, who's the prayer partner, wrote a, a book called um, Extreme Sheep. I think listening prayer, extreme sheep. The, some of the stories are miraculous, and it will build your faith and give give you some idea about what, um, 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 how, how we do this. And that's available on Kindle because it's an American book. Um, yeah, I think that, that, that in encouraging people to do it is, 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 is just start praying for people. Just, mm. just go for it and say, Lord, what do you have for me? Sometimes it's just, um, not just, but it's a Bible verse that, that, yeah. that could really speak. So it, it can be, it, it can be non-scary. All right. Even a simple prayer like, um, dear, you know, dear God, uh, could you please bless Chris in his time uh, right now? Give him wisdom. Give him, give him understanding. Give him favor. Something as simple as that. And and then wait. Is there something else? And God mm-hmm. might drop um, a a a um, a Bible verse that, that 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 is of meaning to you. You might not think of anything of it, but you can share that, and that may uh, well encourage the person who's the recipient. And, and from what I've seen from my experience as well, when when people do step out in faith like this and they give a specific word or when Jesus does it in the Bible, it often releases something else in their life as well. So a miracle happens, a healing happens, some kind of breakthrough happens. Have you, has that happened in your experience as well? I know the, the Bible says the, the world was framed by the words of God. So I think there's power in our words, especially when it comes to listening prayer or the prophetic, giving God's words to someone. Have you seen things like that breakthrough in people's lives when you've given these prayers? An example in my own life, um, you, you earlier you asked me about uh, being the president of CHC. Uh, years before that, probably four four years before bef- before that happened, um, uh, one of my uh, prayer partners actually uh, in listening prayer said that I would be the president of a a a, a Christian college. I just expected that that would be in the States. Little did I know that this was sure. going to be in Australia. So I prayer journaled that. And, and then when I looked back, it's like, wow, God already knew. That's life-changing. It came to pass. Uh, what's uh, What supports that even more is that two or three years before that, another um, a believer prayed for me and said pretty much the same thing. They Neither of them were related. Yeah, well. Um, so I would say that, that that when you actually venture out to do to, 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 to pray in faith and in the spirit, mm. um, people's lives will be transformed because sometimes it just takes an encouraging word and they, they, they actually have the sense of God seeing them, of God caring about yeah, them. Wow. It's God reaching down because historically, this is the difference between Christianity and other religions. It's not us reaching to God. It's all about God reaching out to us. And he continues to do that today. Yeah. You know, he was the one who sent Jesus. Um, we didn't say, hey, come on, Jesus, you got to die for us. Um, so likewise, it's, it's, it's God's already reaching out to us. We just have to plug in and, and, and be like Christ to others. Yeah, incredible. I'm so glad we have a tertiary education university that has someone so spirit-filled, so wanting the things of God as it's present. I think that's amazing. It's a great institution. Thank you. Run it so good. Thank you. That's the greatest compliment anyone can give me <laughs> is, is that I, I, I want to be more like Jesus. Uh, known for 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 Christ likeness rather than than for what I do because our identity isn't in what we do it's in Christ first yeah. and foremost 
Yeah, so good. Probably got time for one more question. Go for it. Um, and as someone who's so well learned, do you still learn? Are you still reading? Are you still growing? How do you do that these days? What are you, what are you reading? What are you resourcing yourself with? Who are you becoming because of what you're ingesting at the moment? I love that question. I believe that we can um, we can cultivate a lifelong uh, learning habit, and and for me, I'm a practical learner. I like to learn in order to use. Right? Yeah. Um, there are some some of my friends and colleagues who love learning because that's them that God made them to be intellectuals. Right. That's great. For me, it's practical. Yet now and then, I access different things because I like to be challenged. So uh, my current one of the my the books that I'm currently reading is called The Bible in Australia. Right. It's written by Meredith Lake. And what I found fascinating was that in delving into the history of Australia, I was blown away by the by the infusion of Christianity in our very history. Yeah, um, right. Even though many people have said, um, and you've heard this before, that, that that Australia is a secular nation, yet in the foundations, in many of 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 our institutions, did you know, for instance, that Westpac was started by Christians? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't know that, right? Um, and a number of other things like that. So, so that's a book that I'm reading. Then I, I um, absolutely like learning, and and learning can also be experiential, just like what you said. So, for instance, this is um, a, exa- a real life example. Um, uh, in the process of hiring, I, I I I was pretty sure that the Lord had said this is the person to hire, um, and I had to wait. So the lesson was in the waiting for the process to go through and 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 watch how God works in 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 the selection committee and in other processes mm. in order to bring that um, to pass. So sometimes even if you know something, uh, it's wise uh, knowledge <laughs> and wisdom. It's wise to wait and see how God works it right. out because um, if I had rushed and 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 did you know. Uh, something else, we wouldn't have the outcome that 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 God had intended. So that was a really, really precious lesson. Mm. That uh, that Bible of Australia sounds like a really interesting book. Is you'll enjoy it's, it. It's 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 so relevant at the moment. The culture of Australia moving from a Christian into a post-Christian world, and I don't know if you can be a secular kind of nation without first being a Christian one. I think they have to like one has to work off the other. Um, Anyway, that's probably a podcast for another time. But thank sure. you so much for being on the on the podcast today. Thanks for your inspiration, your question, your stories, the way you outwork the Holy Spirit in your life. Thanks for being obedient and taking the presidency of CHC. Um, looking forward to Aurora being old enough to to go there and learn there as well. So that'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, can we have that in uh, signed in in in? It's in on the, the recording. Document? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would encourage our our um, uh, uh, listeners to check out chc.edu.au. Great. Uh, God is in, in in with us, and I'll be excited to see how He can transform. Um, and it's not lives. just it's not just ministry, right? There's, no. There's, there's teaching business. There's there's everything. Yeah, teaching business, liberal arts, social science. Sciences. Uh, it's it's been exciting to see God at work. Yeah, incredible. Thank thanks so much. And to all our viewers and listeners, thanks so much for tuning into the show. I hope something really gripped your heart. Maybe something spoke to you uh, that Dr. Jeannie talked about. Maybe this week is the week you're going to go out and prophetically pray for someone. Try that listening prayer, fan it into flame and uh, see God's power work through people in your week. We'll see you next week for next week's podcast. See you later.